Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello. Welcome to USA Global TV and radio. My name is Caroline Heward, and I'm known as the Harley Street Stress Expert. I'm an expert presenter on today's topic, which is how to how we create anxiety and depression our talking head show our show today is talking heads which is part and the anxiety and stress and depression is part of our mind and body connection series let's begin i want to start off with a quote from uh, a very very amazing actor robin williams who I was, I followed from a child and uh, was shocked to find out that he suffered with depression uh, for a very long time, for most of his life. And it's entitled, Depression is Not a Joke. Depression is not a joke. It's a real illness that doesn't discriminate, no matter, no matter how much money or fame can fix it. The funniest man on earth couldn't just think positive and be healed. Support those who are battling depression and other mental health issues. It takes lives. R.I.P. Robin Williams. I was really surprised to hear that Robin Williams suffered with depression for most of his life. And the fact that he really acted the clown in his external world to create smiles and happiness for everyone else. And that's because he didn't want people to suffer like he suffered. So he would make people laugh so they didn't feel the pain that he felt. Now, that was quite surprising to me. He had a lot of money, fame, fortune. He had everything. And yet he suffered in his silent hell of depression. And we hear many actors and actresses that suffer the same problems. Many, many celebrities who have massive fame and fortune. So it's not a money thing and it's not a fame thing. It's not an adulation thing. It's an internal thing. And the thing about depression is on the external of you, nobody can actually see it. It's like if you walk around with a cold if you have neck pain or if you're walking around with a, a hip problem, if you're walking around with a physical symptom, people can see it and they can associate that there's something not right. But in a depression, it's an invisible illness that people can't see and they don't know. And what happens when somebody's looking like they're having an off day is that they get turned around, especially if they're usually joking and sociable and lively. Oh, what's the matter with you? Turn that grin upside down. Or, oh, what's the matter? Got out the bed the wrong side. 
And so it's almost like in society, we're not allowed to have those off days. I feel very saddened that people that made me laugh, Robin Williams made me laugh all the way through my young adulthood. And I was really surprised that somebody that constantly made me laugh was suffering with severe depression. So let's be kinder to people that are maybe having their off days because it might be worse than just having an off day. It might actually be that they're suffering with depression. Anxiety. This, this broadcast is looking at both anxiety and depression. And anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but it empties today of its strengths. Let's say that again. Anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but only empties today of its strengths. And that, that is because when we're in a space of anxiety, we're not thinking or being in the moment that we're in because we're anxious about some future event that hasn't happened. But what I want to do is look at how anxiety is different to depression. So when we're in the past and we're looking and thinking and talking and analysing about past experiences and past events, such as a bereavement, a trauma, something that happened in a relationship. So our past things that happened to us, our past experiences. And life is full of those, depending on how old you are. It doesn't even matter if you're young, you will have a past. And we tend to focus when we're looking at our past and we'll recount the stories of the past. She said, she said. I wonder if I did that differently. And so when we're consciously thinking and talking and experiencing our events from the past, this first of all creates a level of stress because you can't change what's happened in the past. And it also, if we're focused very intently on the past, can lead to levels of depression. Because when we can't solve or change something from the past that's constantly worrying around our minds, what happens is that it becomes a depression and it changes our mood and it changes our experience of what is now rather than what could be in this moment by being in this present moment. So I want to quickly go over to future before I look at the now. So depression is in the past where your mind is constantly focused on what's taken place. Anxiety resides in the future. So it's if your mind is occupied with future events, future things that need to happen. So if this happens, then I need to focus on this. I need to make sure that that is prepared or this is prepared. And if that happens, then I won't have time to do this. And we can actually create an entire scenario, a big soap opera in our mind about things that haven't happened that could happen, might happen. So all sorts of scenarios. 
And what happens is that we move into a state of stress and anxiety because we're focused on what hasn't happened that might happen, that could happen, that if it happens, then you will be in st struggling with anxiety or stress. But you know what? You can build yourself up into an entire state of anxiety and the mind and body can start responding to that anxiety and nothing has happened. Nothing. This whole scenario is being built up in your mind and is actually not real. What about that? It's not real. So if you're in the past, you're focused and thinking and conversing about past experiences. And if you're in the future, you're getting stressed and anxious about things that haven't happened that actually may never happen. So if you're in the past or the future, you're not in the present moment. And in the past, when it creates depression, that's a complete focus in the mind. Now, if you are in the future, that is also a complete drama and soap opera in the mind. And neither of those places are real in this moment. How much time do you spend in the past, in your mind and in your conversations? And how much time do you spend in the future, in your thoughts and conversations? And how much time do you spend in this moment, in this very moment that we're in right now? The moment where you are in the present situation. If you're not sure what it looks like being in the now moment, the present moment of the moment that you're in, look at a child, a very young child. They are not thinking or analysing whether they can have that bar of chocolate on Easter Sunday at four o'clock in the morning. They smell chocolate, they want it. There is no discussion, conversation or analytical debate in their mind. They smell it, they want it. If there's a puddle and it's raining, the young child will go out and they won't think about putting a rain mac on or wellingtons or to cover their good clothes up. They will go out and splosh and splish and splosh. And that water, that dirty rainwater will go all over them and they're not thinking about the fact that they're dirty in their clothes. The parent will think about that, but the child doesn't because they're not forward thinking and they're not in the past. They're in that present moment of experiencing whatever they're experiencing in that moment and not thinking about anything else. And that's how we can be in the moment that we're in. And when we are in the moment of the moment that we are in, without being fixed on future or fixed in the past, in our thoughts and our conversations, magical things can happen. There is no place for anxiety or depression. They don't exist. 
they only exist in the mind when you are either in the past or the future. And I want you to contemplate that because in, in realizing how much time you spend in the past and in the future, you can now make a decision. Right now, you can make a decision about being in the very moment that you're in and experiencing this moment from a sensory place. There is no sensory in anxiety or depression. Even though we feel everything, there is no moment of sensory. There is only mind experiences. And the mind, what it does, is it logicalizes, it philosophizes, it analyzes, it politicizes. It always turns things up and down, always. It always analyzes everything to death, literally. You will never find conclusions in the space of past and future when you reach the states of anxiety and depression. How to move into the moment of this moment that you are in is very simple. It's to go into your sensory experiences. Look what's around you and take in what you see. Listen, what do you hear, feel? How does the sun feel against your face? How does the wind feel in your hair? How does the water feel on your back? Smell, what do you smell? What do you taste? Did you just have that cup of coffee? What do you taste? Was it a tangerine, an orange? Was it something really spicy? Was it some juice? What is it that you taste? And when you're in the sensory experiences, anxiety and depression does not exist. So we have what's called neurotransmitters in the body. And they are called serotonin and dopamine. You may have heard these terms many times, but not actually quite know what they mean. Now, serotonin, it actually, it translates to affecting our mood. Now, would you be surprised to know that 90% of serotonin resides in our gut? Yeah. There's only 10% that resides in the brain. Now, that's really surprising, isn't it? That these two neurotransmitters, serotonin and dopamine, they're the only two things that you really need to move into a place of pure enjoyment and pleasure. So dopamine is about pleasure. And if you look at that child, that young child, they're in a state of pleasure and the mood is high, but in an experience of no mind and happiness and pleasure. And these are our rights, our natural right. We are born with these two neurotransmitters. And I invite you to come on a journey with me to see what happens when there are low and excessive serotonin and dopamine levels in the body and how we can change things. 
So when there is a deficiency of serotonin, it creates anxiety and depression. It can create a deep and meaningful sadness, as in when there's an experience of a bereavement or a loss or a breakdown in a relationship or a difficulty in a friendship. It can move you into a place of hopelessness, like there's no way out of this. And when you're not feeling so great in that state of hopelessness and sadness, it affects your appetite. Some people comfort eat. Some people don't eat. Some people use food as a control for how they are showing up and feeling. So if you're feeling upset, you might have no appetite. If you're feeling happy, you might have a good appetite. If you're feeling upset, you may overeat to compensate, to feel better. So appetite can be dysfunctional at the same time as being healthy when there's a serotonin deficiency. So how is your appetite? Serotonin deficiency affects our sleep. We can oversleep or not sleep very much. And we can feel tired a lot of the time because we are low on serotonin. But if you're feeling sad and hopeless, you will feel a lethargicness in the body. There will be a lack of physical ability to do things. I like a, you know, I can't be bothered. I can't do this. I haven't got the energy. I don't want to look at this. I just don't have the thinking power to look at this. But then when you're sleeping, you're not sleeping because you're not tired or you're overtired. And so your sleeping patterns can be affected. The intestine will have some challenges in terms of different intestinal disorders. So it can cause constipation. And when there's appetite deficiencies or excesses, you can see how it will affect the intestine. So certain foods might trigger things in the intestine because when we're not, when we have this severe lack of serotonin in the body, it actually struggles to digest the food and so it'll attack itself. It's almost like a game of pirates invading the ship. And it will affect the intestine and almost turn on itself. And so it causes challenges because this is where our abdominal brain resides. This is, we have, a, I can't digest that. This is where those phrases come from. That's too difficult to digest. So it will affect your mood, feeling really sad and hopeless, despair, discomfort. And obviously when you're feeling like that, it will affect the intimacy. So it creates sexual dysfunction. So a no interest in intimacy because there is no feeling of of mood. The mood is so low that there is no feeling for pleasure. Now, if serotonin is excessive in the body, 
it goes the other way. So it can give you diarrhea. So if it's deficient, it gives you constipation. If it's excessive, it'll give you diarrhea, irritable bowel syndrome, nausea. So feeling sick to the pit of your stomach. Now, irritable bowel syndrome is really, when I was diagnosed a very long time ago with IBS, I was surprised at one of the doctors that gave me the diagnosis. He said, when you don't cry, your stomach cries for you. I thought that was really insightful. I was quite surprised at how that really resonated with me. If I didn't express my emotion, my stomach did it for me. My stomach would become pure acid. I would literally hurt. People that suffer with intestinal disorders will know what this feels like. It's extremely debilitating. And this is down to, some of it down to, an excessive amount of serotonin in the body. This will make the heart rate increase. And so, in effect, it can raise the blood pressure. Now, we know that people that are running around on high levels of serotonin are running around like a headless chicken. And so, it will create a restlessness that they've got to be doing something all of the time, which then will affect the heart. And there will be some balance issues in the body and can in extreme situations create hallucinations. So you can see that having an excess of serotonin is not good and having a deficiency is not good either. So it's about balance. Let's look at dopamine deficiency. So it will create, this is more in the body. It will create more experiences that are deficient in the body. Even though dopamine, most of it resides in the brain. So this is a different place. Now remember, dopamine is our pleasure zone. This is the place where we seek pleasure. So with high levels of dopamine or good levels of balanced dopamine, it will give us extraordinary amounts of pleasure. So a deficiency will create muscle cramps, restless legs, a decrease in your pleasure experiences when you're in activities. So I can't be bothered, what's the point? And because you don't feel things, you will have a lack of interest in doing things. And that's because when you don't feel the intensity of pleasure in your body and in your mind, then there is a degree of what's the point, which creates our mood to feel depressed. Now you'll find this really interesting when there's a dopamine deficiency, it can cause tremors in the body such as shaking hands. So when there's a dopamine deficiency, this can lead to uh, problems such as Parkinson's disease. So can you see how just literally by some very simple, natural occurring neurotransmitters, it really affects our mind and body in ways that almost seem impossible.
that we would normally reach out and take medication for. That this is your transmitters, your natural neurotransmitters of your mind that create experiences in your body. So it can actually affect your balance coordination because of the muscle cramps, restless legs, depressed mood. And this is again associated, you can associate this with um, challenges like Parkinson's disease because that affects the imbalance of the body. So let's look at a few excesses of dopamine. You will have an excess energy. If you've seen those people running around with loads of energy and it will they're almost manic in their energy. They've got so much energy that they're, they're sort of moving around on that dopamine fix. So they'll have a, a manicness about them, a mania about them getting things done. But it also brings a level of anxiety and irritability, irritability in terms of not being able to achieve everything that you want to achieve. So this is not good either if there's too much. I want to focus on how we can naturally increase the serotonin in a natural way which can improve our mood and our mental health. So these are natural occurring food boosters for serotonin without taking medication. Bananas, poultry, chicken and turkey. Salmon, which is rich in tryptophan. Eggs, hard-boiled or poached. Tofu and soy products. Dairy, believe it or not, dairy. Milk and cheese nuts and seeds, pineapples, bananas, and green leafy vegetables and avocados. So with that list, it then makes it easy for you to see that you can change things real quick just by having a good balanced diet. So when we're not eating because we don't have the appetite, this is what we're missing out on. And it might just be that if you have that yogurt or something to eat in terms of some fruit, some nut seeds, it will change how you feel and experience life so easily and quickly. So keep some nuts and seeds with you or some fruit and boost your serotonin if you're feeling low mood, if you're feeling anxious because these types of foods can change the way you experience life in that moment. So let's look at some natural boosters for dopamine. Obviously, when we're not feeling in control, one of the things that we will do for some of us is to reach out for something that makes us feel better or feel good or feel a level of pleasure. And a lot of us will reach out for that glass of wine or glass of beer, or it might be um, a recreational substance. But this can limit our experience of dopamine. Even though we think it increases it, these types of substances can limit 
and decrease our experience of natural pleasure, our natural occurring neurotransmitter of pleasure. So limit your alcohol and your recreational substance abuse. Maintain that healthy diet of good foods, rich in nutrients, fresh fruit and vegetables. And rather than buying the pre-cooked and the prepared foods, which are full of salt and additives, buy raw food without things added and add the spices and ingredients yourself. And then you know what you're adding. And so you can manage the salt intake. Obviously, what I'm saying here is avoid the junk food. The junk food is exactly that. It has the term junk food for a reason. It is not healthy for our body. And yet there is so much media attention on junk food that we've grown up thinking that the McDonald's is, is the way, is the thing that's going to make us feel great. There's whole marketing campaigns that have been created to make the McDonald's burger look attractive to children. But it's actually less attractive in terms of our mood. And even when we've eaten it, we will feel full at the time and feel hungry very quickly afterwards because it is exactly junk food, not good and not feeding your system. Exercise regularly. This will actually increase your dopamine. If you're running or walking quickly, or you're doing any type of gym exercises, or sport, or swimming, or yoga, it will increase the levels of being in your body. So rather than being in your mind, it takes you into your body. So remember, stress, depression, anxiety reside in the mind. These are things that take you into your body. And when you move into your body, there is no mind and there is no anxiety or depression. Spend time outside so that you take in the sun. You take in the experiences of your external world, the seasons, the weather. You get a dopamine effect, a pleasurable effect of nature. Go outside and experience nature in the way nature intended and get your dopamine fix. Practice healthy sleeping habits. Sleep when the body is tired. And if you wake up, even though you should be asleep, allow that to be without judging it and do what feels right when you wake up rather than judging it. Wake up, allow whatever time you're awake and then go back to sleep again. We were not meant to be sleeping eight to 10 or 12 hours a day straight. It's only because of our social society that we, have, that we are indoctrinated to say that this is how we should sleep. In Victorian times, they used to sleep early in the evening. They would wake up and they would then do things for a few hours and then they will go back to sleep again. 
And this was normal. But only in our current times, because of the way society is and the working conditions that we're in, the expectations that we're in, we don't operate this way. In fact, just thinking about that, the places that are very hot, the countries that are really, really stiflingly hot, like Spain, they have what they call a siesta. So instead of working flat out in the extreme heat, they will take a siesta. They will take a sleeping break. Engage in healthy and fun activities. Do things that make you feel good. So dance. If you like swimming, go to the gym. Sing. Do things that make you feel good rather than make you feel not good. When we're in a state of depression and anxiety, we will tend to focus on things that don't make us feel good. And we start with the thoughts and the thought leads to a feeling and the feeling leads to a behavioral experience. You can stop that in its tracks by changing what you're doing so that you can feel different. Remember, being in the mind and in the thoughts only creates a deficiency. So move into the body because dopamine is your natural, it is your natural right and your natural neurotransmitter that makes you feel amazing. Be addicted to pleasure in the kindest way possible to your body. And the way you can do that is remember how you were as a child. Look at that young child splashing in the puddle, splishing and splashing, and how wonderful they are experiencing it. Running around, playing tig, there is no thought or mind in the future or the past in that child. They're only in the present moment. And this is how we create a natural dopamine boost. Meditate or practice a yoga. And if there's any stressful things that you do, eliminate the stressful things that move you over the top of what you can cope with. I'm going to finish with you are not anxiety. When you're feeling anxious, remember, you're still you. You are not anxiety. Whenever you feel otherwise, remember, that's the anxiety talking. Remember, that's the anxiety talking. Whenever you feel otherwise, you are still you. And hold the power in every moment by being present. And watch, watch your anxiety disappear. Because anxiety resides in your mind. When you move out of the mind, there is no anxiety or depression. Thank you for your attention and your interest. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is USA Global Radio and TV. You can find all of our Talking Heads episodes under playlist entitled 
Talking Heads 2022. You can find all the Talking Heads shows that I've done under my name, Caroline Hewitt. Please do reach out to me if I may be of service to you. You can contact me on no more stress at live.co.uk or reach out to me on plus 44 if you're international, if you're local, 07523120189. I offer free consultation over Zoom, Skype or by phone. I am here to help you out of your anxiety and depression. I look forward to seeing you next week. Namaste.